This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 218. Uh, it's been a pretty good week within the weeks of pro wrestling or within the realm of pro wrestling. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You could follow me or not follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also being joined here with uh, or by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter or not follow him on Twitter. I'll give you that that choice uh, at Dave the Rave underscore M O. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Instead of them following us, following me on Twitter, I'd rather them go on Facebook and like uh, facebook.com slash marking out. I would definitely like that a lot more than uh, them just following me on Twitter. I don't really care about that account all that much <laughs> right so. yeah so you could definitely like us on uh facebook as he said yeah so what's going on how are you doing i'm doing awesome as always i guess right i think that's the spiel right i i mean it is 100 percent the spiel i yeah but yeah i think so i think so completely it's weird to uh to think just one year ago today was i mean well yes not today yesterday was when everybody found out that Ultimate Warrior actually passed away, having had passed away uh, the day before that. But it's crazy how one year just goes like nothing. Yeah, time time flies. Yeah, that's that's the way it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah. How about uh, let's move on to some fan questions and comments. All right, you want to read it? Yeah, we have one coming in from Twitter from. Uh, let's. I'm just gonna read the at pure underscore sheen, genius. I'm gonna say. He says, should the idea of crowd reaction to superstars and divas replace the simply heel slash face creative pathway? Um, I. It's, but, it's um, like a, it's a toss up here because when you when you see people like New Day getting booed out of their minds. And now they're kind of starting to be heelish. Maybe in, in a case like that, it works. But then in a case like Roman Reigns, I don't think it works. Because one week you have, or not one week, Royal Rumble to probably this past Monday, people booing Roman Reigns, heavily booing Roman Reigns. And then you have a crowd like SmackDown just completely going ape ape whatever for Roman Reigns. I think I'm a little bit confused with the uh, question. Like, do you do you think there should be heels and faces decided by creative rather than the fans booing or cheering for who? Like, do the fans who who do you think should make the oh, the good guys and bad guys? I think it should be creative because they can't always gauge on the fans. But I mean, no matter what you do, the fans are always going to have an opinion, right. whether they so, like it or not. So, I mean, even if you cater to the fans, there's still going to be fans out there that dislike. Whatever, it's never a unanimous decision. Right, exactly. There's no possible way that every single fan will absolutely always agree on liking one guy or hating another guy. 
Yeah, it's, it's I like mean, the whole world. The whole world will like Ric Flair. I'm more of a not Ric Flair fan. Even back in the day, where you had either you liked Shawn Michaels or you liked Bret Hart. Some people it's did like, like both, but I was always a Bret Hart. See, so. I, if I, I know if I was watching that, I'd be a Shawn Michaels guy. Yeah. Uh, next question from Frank. If you could bring back any championship that is no longer used, what would it be? Who would you like to see? Uh, who would you like to see wrestle for it? And who would you want to see be that champion? Also, do you have a favorite title? Um, what would yours be? I think, I mean, just because the excitement of the matches... Yeah, I'm going with the same thing you're saying. I would have to say the the Divas tag team or the I, women's yeah. tag team. <laughs> I think with the amount of talent that they have on the roster for Diva-wise, uh, I think the tag team title is the perfect thing to bring back. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to – well, it's funny because there's a toss-up with what I was saying because I could have either have gone cruiserweight, but that's not what you were thinking, right? Yeah, I'm go I'm going hardcore. Right. I obviously a hardcore championship. Although yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing the cruiserweight championship return, I was always speaking about the hardcore championship because yeah, it was I, th that was the time in pro wrestling where I was hooked in every single one of those hardcore matches. Yeah, and it was the most fun with those matches. But the thing is, realistically, that's not going to come back because that's not the style that WWE does anymore. I think the more realistic answer would be looking at like the cruiserweight coming back. I could see that happening. But what what it, I mean, what's different from the style? I mean, I don't think you, well, you, hardcore. I mean, you have you don't need much blood. The you don't need yeah, blood but in you're the still match, using though. weapons and everything to a to an extent where it may be a little bit too extreme. Um, all right, know. so which one are you going to choose to book your little thing around? But if I was, I mean, I would like to see. Dean Ambrose kind of be hardcore champion. And I, even that, I don't think there needs to be that hardcore aspect of tons of weapons or anything. Yeah. Because well, I, I think he fits the, the character perfect. With, take take away his, what is it, CZW? Yeah. Take away that career. Don't, don't even look at that. And just look at, focus at the stuff that he's doing in WWE currently. He's kind of that mindset of a hardcore wrestler anyway, so. Yeah. I don't know. I've, if it was if we're booking the hardcore title, I'm going to probably go with Luke Harper as my champion oh, and Dean Ambrose fighting for it. I would like to see Luke Harper fighting for it as well. That'd be a or, great thing. Or even I do the Dean Ambrose as the champion, and maybe even a someone like Solomon Crow challenging for it. Yeah, uh, just because of both of their backgrounds. Um, cruiserweight wise, I I'd like to see. Uh, Cruiserweight wise, let's go with the Tommy or Baylor to start off with to start their career on the main uh, main television. That's that's rough. Well, I mean, not rough. That's a tough. Uh, the only reason I'm not going Kalisto is because I think that he can do a little bit more. Yeah, because I mean that would that would suck if like oh all of a sudden they bring back a cruiserweight championship and then what happens to Lucha Dragons? I think they still I think they can be WWE tag team champions. Yeah, that's so, the thing. I feel like Kalisto has more of a career, whether it's tag team or even. I feel like he could break into the top of this scheme. He could a lot be. Sooner. He could be one of those intercontinental guys. Yeah, 
while I feel like Baylor and Itami, you could start to gradually. Everyone knows their status already, so you could just build them up. I, I would I would probably have to say Neville if we're speaking like current WWE, just because I don't want to see him just wiped into the background. Just oh yeah, you know so. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna agree with Neville, even though I could 100% see uh, yeah Neville. I was gonna say Adrian Neville, but mm-hmm. Neville, I gotta get used to just saying Neville. Yeah, like JBL has to just get used to saying Neville. Uh, I could see him being like an intercontinental or U.S. champion as well. So, but, yeah. but do you, do you have cruiserweight yeah, would be good? Do you have a personal favorite title? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I know I liked I liked the European Championship a lot, mm-hmm. but I think um, my yeah. What yeah. were you gonna say? To be honest, I think my t- favorite title has always been the intercontinental. And it's so random and but, everything. But, favorite, but those were favorite the favorite title in like how it looks or favorite. I don't know. I'm go, I'm going overall scheme. I've always had the most fun watching the IC matches over the uh, championship matches growing up. Like I like seeing those Triple H's and every and Shawn Michaels and people like that competing for the IC belt. I would. I know um, when I think it was Eddie Guerrero was the first like WWE US champion. And that that title that's still used today, I was a huge fan of that one. And they're it, changing that now. Are they? Yeah, they're saying that they're changing the U.S. Championship to a different design and everything. Is it going back to the spinner? <laughs> yeah, right. Not not that I'd have a problem with that. I think that was a fine title. I didn't like the spinner. Why? I, I like I like a solid plate. I mean, yeah, whatever. I, to each their own. Yeah, I, I liked. I see. That's the thing when the WWE Championship when John Cena changed that to the spinner, I, I thought it it fit that character of his perfectly, and I thought that that should have been just like his title, yeah, as opposed to them going on and using it still. But I thought I I, re, I was such a fan of that that championship mm-hmm. of his, so never did anything for me. But I, I also have to say that I like when the championships were different color straps. Like I know you were the intercontinental fan. I, I liked. Yeah. I it, love the white. I Well, not even the white though. Like what was it? They also had yellow. Yeah. Back in the day. Or I like, yeah. When I first started watching wrestling, I believe the strap was purple. So I like yeah. that. Or maybe it was it purple or was it blue? Maybe they used mm. both. I don't know. But I, I like when you when you when uh, a championship is a different color, uh, yeah. the strap wise. Because like sometimes with uh, when Stone Cold Steve Austin had his championship, his was like rattlesnake skin. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I think the European Championship might have been a red strap at one point too. Or light was that light heavyweight? I'm All right, so up. yeah, Brand, Brandon likes straps. Let's get on to <laughs> okay. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Raw kicked off with an authority promo. Yeah, the authority opened up Monday Night Raw, basically just pointing out that everybody did work at WrestleMania except for Kane. Uh, Randy Stop. Orton. Yeah, well, Randy Orton came out and said that he should be the number one contender. Because he defeated Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And uh, Kane set up a triple threat match for the main event to find out who will be the uh, the number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Which I'm going to say right now, that that title needs to change. We, mm. Like, let's just, come on. You, just, you, you guys 
did it. You, you unified the title. So let's just go back to calling it the WWE Championship. That's what I know. I hate that. It's so I still call it WWE Championship. I hate saying WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, that it's doesn't. You don't too need long. That. It doesn't flow. Yeah, you don't need that. So ah, uh-uh. from this moment on, I will. Well, I can't say that I will never, but. Let's try and never say that again. All right, for now on, it's WWE <laughs> champion. Yeah. All right. Up Sounds next, good to me. Up next, uh, that led right into Kane making the match, seeing uh, Randy Orton defeat Kane, but by disqualification, because during the match, Kane went and hit Randy Orton with a steel chair. And uh, afterwards, Kane went to choke slam him onto the chair, but Orton reversed that. And he went to RKO Kane, but Kane pushed him away and he escaped so that that was that which uh we saw right after that brad madox i'm gonna continue pronouncing it like that was just randomly backstage with kane talking to him yeah that's such a weird he he has to leave wwe soon unless he's a complete mark for the company he has to leave but maybe maybe there's something there like who like it's so, I don't know, but I have to so say weird. that once he did those those cave promos, man, I was hooked. I was I completely changed my mind about him. So, but uh, well, Seth, there was never a time where you weren't a fan of his. No, wasn't I always against him though? I thought not really. I don't know. I, I mean, always thought I, I was think, against him. I don't think you've ever not been like go out of your way to not like him. I always thought he was the worst general manager. I thought. Uh, at no. least that's what I think now, but I'm not positive that I I'm not sure. But anyway, Seth Rollins came in and yelled at Kane about not pulling his weight in the Authority, and Brad kind of just disappeared there. Yeah, and they uh, yelled at each other back and forth, and uh, Kane put Rollins in a match, and I, the match itself was uh, unexpected. Uh, I would say almost unexpected, I should say. I love, I love the interaction before it. With uh, what? the? Oh, yeah. Well, let me just say first that when Kane was like, you have a match next, I tweeted right away saying, jokingly saying, Neville? With like question mark, exclamation, question, exclamation point. Yeah. And then it actually turned out to be Neville, which that was like, mind-blowing that's a huge that's a huge uh step up for neville yeah to be using that sort of manner yeah you go make your debut against curtis axel the week before and then next week you're on monday night raw facing the wwe champion yeah it's amazing uh, uh seth, they, their, seth, their match didn't disappoint either right seth rollins did pick up the victory but uh this match was fantastic it was so good, and Seth Rollins tried to have him not have the match, trying to kind of talk Neville out of it. Which and I loved. He, like, just belittling him on his height and everything like that. Yeah, and then Neville just did, like, the, that spin kick, the back kick that he does right to Seth. It's so smooth. Yeah. Like, the way that he just spins, the spinning back kick, it's just like... I, I think I think it's not just that though. It's all of his moves are smooth. Yeah, but they like they. It's such a flow to it. I mean, even that spinning back kick. Because sometimes you see, you can really notice who's well um, well trained. Because some people they'll do it, but they kind of uh, stall a little bit at the end because they can't really make that full spin around. Right. And the way that he does it is just unbelievable. Um, and like you said, that's not the only move that he does. Where it just it just 
flows. It's just smooth and crisp. Yeah, and I think this match was a complete 180 from last week's match. And I, I'm going to have to say that it's because probably because the Lesnar thing and Byron Saxton. But, mm-hmm. but um, there were a lot of close calls here for both people. Yeah. And it's ju- just as Neville went up to maybe hit the red arrow, J&J Security got involved, distracted him. Uh, he got off the top rope. Rollins ended up hitting that uh, turnbuckle powerbomb finally and uh, then hit him with the curb stomp to win. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to end that match. It doesn't put down Neville because he didn't lose cleanly. He he lost because Rollins had the backup of J&J. Right. Like, I thought the ending of the match was just, it was smart. Yeah. Uh, next, we saw John Cena in the ring cutting a promo, uh, speaking about his open challenge for the U.S. Championship. And uh, this week's opponent was Stardust, and John Cena picked up the victory here to retain the title. And, and they gave him a lot of time, too. I'm happy to see Stardust being used in that uh, they, against Cena. But they did give him a lot of time, but I think that Stardust just lost a lot of steam because of his position at WrestleMania. <laughs> I think yeah, not, I, I think can. not going in and facing Goldust took a lot away from him. I agree too. I think that yeah, he would have benefited from being having that match put together. Yeah, it was such a it's like an almost unique character who was mm. fun and interesting that I mean it was fun and interesting when he was teaming with Goldust or doing something with Goldust, but now it just kind of fell flat and got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. The match itself, though, was really good, but mm-hmm. and, but there's no way... I mean, you didn't picture Stardust to win, right? No, not so, at all. And, and, uh, I, and I, it also seems like WWE is just going to be feeding people who were super popular recently to Cena for this. And I hope, I hope it doesn't end up like, uh, looking like that. I hope it doesn't end up happening. Uh, next up, you had Naomi and Paige defeating the Bella Twins. A lot of people said that this match sucked, but I think aside from a few miscues at the end, I think that's where it all started to fall apart, but it's, I don't think it was so bad. Honestly, I am very happy that AJ retired, not because of like wrestling abilities, mic skills, any of that stuff, but because she did take up a big part of that entire um, main event status when it comes to divas uh, I mean, yeah you could look at wrestlemania 31 yeah so i'm very happy to see someone such as naomi who both brandon and i have been uh raving about for the past what year and a half two years don't even say two years i've right, been, I've me, been going for one, strong <laughs> for, me one, for me one and a half for you two and a half something like that i think what was it 2000 11 2012 uh, no, you, you've been since the beginning me it took me it took me a little bit but once she i think once i saw her do a dive to the outside of the ring or once she did like a really nasty her i think that her, that her karana that she does where she just kind of pile drives the head i think my everything just started changing but i'm very happy to see her kind of being uh used in that manner to replace uh, leaving aj it's funny how like i would just try week after week trying to convince you that i was like no 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 naomi's a really good wrestler yeah you're like no no she isn't make me famous that's and, a lie yeah okay it's well, half a lie so half a lie can you shake on that <laughs> okay uh, i'm just shaking on it 
<laughs> uh, uh, next, yeah, go yeah, for it. Up next, we saw backstage, or not even backstage. It was uh, on the screen promo by primetime players, which I thought they were just cutting a promo on New Day. But uh, they also ended up throwing on shoulder pads with traffic cones on them and cutting a promo on the Ascension. So I guess the tag team division is going to be built up again uh, soon. Maybe? I, I mean, honestly, I don't think that the I don't think that it's, it's not dropped. Yeah, I don't think it, it like, dropped. But like, I, I feel like they're introducing prime yeah. players for whatever reason. We still never got that reason. Yeah, why I they're know. back together, but they're including them into the mix now, so... But, I mean, as they should, they are a fan favorite, but, I mean, like I said, I want to see that conclusion of their uh, storyline, which is kind of like a, a stalemate. Yeah, where's the but, damn bunny? Yeah, I feel like the, the Texan division did hit a stalemate with the Usos as champions when it was just predictable, and you had the same matches kind of repeating themselves. But with Cesaro and Kid now... It's kind of like a, I don't want to, but a whole new day. No, it, like, it's a breath of fresh air. It, it is, like because now you're going to see a lot of these other tag teams being used. Not to say anything from the Usos, but they put on excellent matches. Um, but it's nice to see new people getting chances on that tag team division. And it sucks, like speaking of like new people getting chances though, it's it's like if you look at the other matches that took place on Monday Night Raw... There, there's like the the undercard is missing really. Yeah. Like there, I mentioned the bunny. Where's Adam Rose been? Zach Ryder. These Fandango. guys. Fandango. Yeah, Fandango. The, 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 the new the and new improved and impro- Fandango. Right. You guys tout it. This is the new and improved, and then no, nothing. Which I don't understand. Like these guys have talent. He's another one that I hope gets fired. Like just so he can go to exactly. Like I would love to see what Fandango does on the indie market. That's, like, I don't want to say I hope anyone gets fired. I hope. I mean, if, at least if, I, I hope if they, goes to TNA. Like, I, 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 I hope, would love to see him do a little thing with uh, um, EC3. And reunite NXT. Yeah. I hope if it's in a position like that where someone is getting released from the company, I hope it's on their own terms like CJ Parker. Or Justin Gabriel. Yeah, or Justin Gabriel. But... Yeah, I mean, of I mean, honestly, I don't care if it's on their own terms because I know in my mind that it's for the better. Well, I, I just say on their own terms because I don't want to see somebody lose their job who actually really wants to be in WWE doing what they currently do. I don't know. My even even if is, it's even if it's only main event or superstars, or whatever, you never know who wants to actually be doing that. Yeah, but it's just as a fan, it's frustrating to see someone like a Zack Ryder or Fandango wrestling on a uh, superstars, even if they want to be there, it's frustrating to see them wrestling on superstars. Even or, and on a live event too, where they're killing yeah. it on live events, and then WWE, nope, let's let's give two Orton Orton matches. But that's, and, but that's why I'd rather see them get fired or like whatever gets them out of the company. I would be fine with because I know that how much potential and good they could do, and for them to be stuck. At a superstars, yeah, you get to see them on TV so, and they're living the dream. But I, so yeah. so you'd be good with breaking news, Fandango, WWE superstar Fandango found smuggling heroin from Mexico, gets fired from WWE and then gets picked up from TNA. Did that happen to Iron Sheik? No, I don't think it was heroin. Uh, I, don't, I don't even think he was smuggling any drugs. It was, I know Coke, he had Coke. But Brian Christopher, it happened to some of that smuggling pills, yeah. probably right. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe um, I don't want anyone to. Let, let's start. Let's start rumors. Oh yeah, no, no, we don't want, we don't want that. No, we don't. <laughs> if we want to spread rumors, we have to spread rumors about ourselves. Yeah, like Brandon is actually blonde. He dyes his beard. Yeah, um, that's funny. Right. I used to tell people that in high school. Not blonde, okay. but they'd be like, "Oh, what would they say to me?" I don't know. They'd say something like, "Oh, you have great orange hair." I'm like it's dyed. I'm like I'd always yeah. get so offensive. <laughs> Or offended, not offensive. Or maybe offensive too, but whatever. Uh, something that wasn't offensive or kind of offensive, but Ryback defeating Harper. Yeah, uh, both are good, but I think Luke Harper kind of needs his own identity now. I think yeah. he's still stuck in that Wyatt family mix, whether they say he is or not. And I think Eric Rowan's there too. and Because uh, to me, it's like Roman Reigns with the shield. Like there's yeah. almost nothing separating them from their past. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because the two of them, including Eric Rowan, ha Eric Rowan has improved a lot. Yeah. And it's frustrating, once again, because there's only so much they could be doing. Right. And they should be doing more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next up, you had a New Day promo. Yeah, backstage saying uh, that they clap or snap. And uh, that, that whole promo really just... Ugh, still, when I think about it, just digs into my insides as just that's how much I hate Biggie Langston. That's like that. I, I see stuff like this and get reminded, oh, no, you hate him. You you strongly dislike him, I'll say. Because when he goes over there and he's like, well, I'm uh, Biggie Langston and somebody came up to me in the airport the other day. It's like that. Stop. Stop with the voice like that. Does anyone ever say that about me? I don't know. I do, hope you, not. do you hate that voice? Eh, not too much. It's clearly yeah. a stereotypical white person voice. I'll say that. I have no yeah. problem saying that, but no. Uh, eh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. What? What are you? What are you gonna say? Clap or snap? What are you? Clap or snap? I'm do more you, of a pop. Uh, uh, oh, you're a pop. Yeah. Not a, a not a crackle. Nah. Not even a snap. Yeah. Well. Up next, the Lucha Dragons defeated the New Day. That defeated. Being, yeah, that being Biggie Langston and Xavier Woods here. Uh, I wish, I really wish this match had more time, though, because I literally just want to watch hours of Kalisto on Monday Night Raw. You know what? I'm going to go back to that question with the championships. I think it would be cool to bring that a trio championship. Yeah, but I was, like was going to say that, but... Like they had that freebird rule, They've but had, they also have a trio championship. I'm almost certain they used to have a champ. They've definitely had championships that were that came in threes. Yeah, I think that like you do have a large roster, but especially that, with that, people that, like Fandango and Ryder and whatever. But then that, that goes fun. to it. Like who gets put with who? Obviously, there's the new day. Is there a new Ascension member? What do you like? That's like how do you decipher whether or not these people want to go for tag team championships or? It the could just be chain. random. It, I think uh, sometimes it would just be a random uh, put together. But then, like, I don't know. But I know you're That's, not a fan of the random. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Like, if if by any chance WWE wanted to somehow get Mizdow with two other people who were really good and are going to get cheered, and they want to bring in uh, those t those titles, I yeah. have no problem with that. Definitely. But it just where do you draw a line there? Yeah. But I really I want to see more and more of Kalisto. And uh, I think I think that uh, a match where people chant along with New Day 
or negatively towards New Day, where they're like, New Day sucks. I think that works out for Lucha Dragons, especially when yeah. Lucha Dragons are trying to get over with the Lucha Lucha. I Oh, dude, I get chills every time I see an audience, the audience go with that Lucha Lucha. So whereas... Every time. So whereas people are... I get, obviously, I, I'm assuming they didn't start... I, I don't think WWE wanted New Day to be heels. Yeah, but you might as well roll with it. Right, I mean, it's so, going to be hard for them not to be heels with that uh, slight arrogance that they possess. I guess. Slight. I mean, it's it's very tough, especially because they're very happy-go-lucky. Uh, they're happy-go-lucky team too, which never gets across with the fans. But now they're starting to show a little different side of them. But I think in a case where you're trying to get the the lucha lucha stuff over with a crowd and and have them move their arms and have them chant along, having them in a match against the New Day where people are already negatively chanting and clapping with New Day. Mm-hmm. I think that works because it's like new day sucks. No, we don't want to do that. We're gonna want to go ahead and migrate over to Lucha Dragons and sit there and do the arms and chant Lucha Lucha. Yeah, I it's such, that's such a perfect chant too. Yeah, and um, uh, during the match, even when uh, referee was distracted, Kofi Kingston hit Kalisto with a kick. He and, did, and Xavier Woods rolled him up, but didn't get the three count there. But looked over to Kofi, kind of like. Almost looking like he was going to question him, but like, bro, how could you do that? And then he smiled and like almost gave him a thumbs up. Like he did support the fact that Kofi Kingston kind of showed some heelish tactics over there to almost get a victory. Yeah. So, but uh, one thing I didn't like from this match was uh, commentary not calling the Salida del Sol. I think, excuse me, did you say the what? Yeah. Salida del Sol, Samurai del Sol's finisher, or Kalisto's uh, finisher. I didn't know he had a name for it. Yeah, uh, I think the fact that it's it's his move, and they called it last week, and he's a new superstar, you want to get him integrated into the roster and show yeah. fans, why wouldn't you use his... Yeah, you want, you want to go with... Uh... You want to be getting that stuff, kind of stuff correct. And I also, I think that tag spot was a little iffy, but that's, I, I can't... I'm not gonna shit on that because I like the I like the Salida del Sol that he hit and then he went out, ran outside into the corkscrew thing and then Sinkar went up into the Swanton. But yeah, I think they they mesh really well together and I think that it's a great. It, and I think that Kalisto's gonna in two in three years he's gonna be at the top. Um, next up, you had Roman Reigns defeating the Big Show. I think you'll agree with me on this that this match was just too long and too unnecessary. Yeah, I I mean we've seen this so many times and how many times do you and I have to like just bash the the uh booking of it? I, I just don't want to see it. I think in this case the booking of it is even worse because Roman Reigns hit three Superman punches, three of them. And right when he was going to go hit a fourth, when Big Show was still sitting up, uh, standing up, I should say, goes to hit it, Big Show blocked it as if the other three had zero effect on him. And then Roman Reigns blocked that chokeslam that he had him in and went and hit him with the spear to win. But what are the three Superman punches can't do it? 
and the that's... fourth gets blocked as if nothing happened? Come I mean, on. how are you yeah. gonna have Roman Reigns? Roman Reigns is the last guy you see in the opening video to Monday Night Raw. He's not even your champion or anything, and then you're gonna have Big Show just boom out of nowhere, not even get knocked down from three Superman punches. Yeah, that you can't be doing. Yeah, well. Uh, next up, you had a little promo with the Divas. Yeah, I don't even say would you call it a promo even. I think they were just backstage begging Kane. It was not even begging Not a Kane. promo. It was like a backstage segment, I guess. Yeah, so they were in Kane's office just basically saying that they should have a battle royal for a number one contender for the Divas Championship. So, But shouldn't Naomi be the number one contender? Or yeah, least... and that's, that's what they were saying. Even though Naomi, I think, has two victories over... Uh, the championship team. Yeah, I, I think it's bogus the way that they're figuring out that. And I, I hope that I think that, that was the, I think that was the cattiness though. That was the like Cameron's like, oh, Naomi shouldn't be champion. Like she shouldn't be number one contender. Like everyone should have a chance to be. Girl, bye. Yeah. Good impression or no? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I've been working on it all week, man. All right, let's hear your impression on this next one, Sheamus promo. I can't impersonate Sheamus, fella, arse. Perfect. You nailed it. Have you been practicing that in the mirror? No. Uh, because you nailed that one. Because when I look in the mirror, I, I kind of see that I'm... Skies are blue. Skies are blue. Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking at a mirror outside or a mirror that's leading to a window. Oh, to the wall? I gotcha. To the sweat drops down and falls. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? It falls, you know? Yes, I didn't course. say the other word, but Seamus was basically saying that he's a real man. And said that there aren't a lot of them in WWE anymore, which, I mean, who is the realest man in WWE history? The realest man, <laughs> um, obviously, William Regal. So, <laughs> hopes, hopes are there, right? Hopes are there. I would love to see Sheamus versus Regal in some sort of I, I would love to see Regal versus anyone. Yeah. Like, Regal is still one of my favorites. Like, and he's, he's one of those wrestlers. He's one of those wrestlers that gets overlooked so often. He's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. Yeah. And I think just his technical aspect of him is just fun to watch. And he could still go. We've seen it more recently with uh, him and Dean Ambrose, yeah. their storyline. Even Daniel Bryan, I think, faced him in that like weird NXT realm. Yeah. I mean, oh, and him and, Vers him and Cesaro, I believe, put on a, a good match too. So it's one of those things that you want to talk about real man. Who's the realest man in the WWE? Enzo, too. Yeah, that's true. Realist. <laughs> yeah, well, but that that uh, that's less. I want to see. I want to see more Regal. But anyway, uh, Sheamus spoke down about Dolph Ziggler and saying that he's not a man. And Daniel Bryan and him are Munchkins. But I mean, there's only a few inches that separate Ziggler from Sheamus. But uh, Mark Henry. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sheamus has got to be 6'4", and Dolph Ziggler's probably 6'1". So, Sheamus is only 6'4"? Yeah, I'm probably... And Daniel Bryan's probably 6' or something like that. Five. Yeah, Sheamus is 6'4". And how, oh. how tall is Ziggler? 6'1"? Yeah, I'm going to guess 6'1". 6' 6' Yeah. And does that make Daniel Bryan 5'10", 5'11"? Uh, I don't... 5'10". Wow. Yeah, and honestly, you could probably subtract, uh, subtract 
an inch off of all of these. these are I don't think eight. so. I don't think I don't think I was taller than Daniel Bryan. I don't know, but you also have to include how much of a lift each person may or may not have in their shoes. Yeah, that's true. Sheamus may actually have lifts in his shoes to make him uh, seem a lot taller. I just I, mean, I highly doubt that though. I don't. I don't. But uh, so this, then, yeah, this led, led Mark. Match. Yeah, Mark Henry came out. Uh, Sheamus ended up defeating Mark Henry, but I guess I guess this was the obligatory Mark Henry in Texas match. I still don't get this usage of uh, Mark Henry. I get it, but I don't. More importantly, for the usage of Mark Henry, nothing really happened here, and mm-hmm. Sheamus won pretty quickly. So it's like, what what kind of payoff is that? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, it shows his, he's a monster. He he defeated Mark Henry, but. What are you going to do? Yeah. And after this, we saw on the screen Bray Wyatt cutting a promo, which to me, it sounded like he was talking to somebody new. Like, it, it almost sounded like one of those Undertaker promos, but as if he was talking to somebody new, saying that he's the new face of fear or whatever. But I really have no clue if there was... Yeah, I don't know about that, too. It was kind of interesting. I agree with you. I kind of thought he may be talking to someone as well like that's like the thing though who would who would it be though there's nobody maybe imagine if it's dev uh baylor i don't know who could he speaking of who is the beast the only other beast that we know that hasn't debuted or anything that would make an impact is balor yeah with that alter ego that he has yeah so i think that and i feel like one of the listeners i think wrote that into us too so I remember reading one of one of our fans wrote in saying, or they were talking to us on tw- on Twitter on Facebook, and they said how they would love it if Bray Wyatt started cutting promos about this beast and everything, and then Baylor uh, ended up coming out, and then Wyatt would try to antagonize him and whatever to get him to unleash that beast, and then once they had that first match, he comes out with the face paint as Baylor. So yeah, so I mean. It might be somebody new. Yeah. I, I'm hoping for someone new. It would be cool. It would be cool. Oh, Time will I'm, come. It's a storyline that we haven't seen before, which I'm always interested in. Yeah. Um, next up, you had... Miz. Uh, yeah, Miz defeating Miz Dow. Which I don't, I don't think this match should have taken place at Raw. I think it's yeah. one of those matches in WWE that had steam enough steam behind it. That's so, the thing. I'm like, I why? Why it. is like, it not a pay per view? Yeah, they do that a lot too, where they give matches away for free on Raw, yeah. as opposed to on the network or whatever else they have. Right, like right before WrestleMania, where it could have been Randy Orton versus J and J Security. Rollins, yeah. even though Rollins wasn't in that match, he didn't need to be in that match. Or I should say, even though Rollins never got into the match. Yeah, but here, I mean. Uh, I just, I mean, it was a good match, quick match. Miz won by grabbing the trunks, rolling yeah. Miz Dow up. Time um, will tell here again. Yeah. Then you had the inner main event. You had the triple threat match Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns versus Ryback. Randy Orton picking up the victory. Yes. So Randy Orton is now the number one contender for the WWE Championship. Uh, this match was good. I, I think that it's kind of inevitable that Orton would go uh, go against um, Seth Rollins in that aspect with something a little bit more on the line. 
But I'm I'm interested in what happens after Extreme Rules because I think for house shows I don't know if is this spoiler or not but what what they what no, matches, house, yeah talk about the house shows I'm the, almost certain for house shows being advertised in May are Rollins versus Ryback All right so I'm interested in after this pay-per-view I don't care about seeing Randy Orton in this match yeah, yeah, he had that great match at WrestleMania, but you're not topping that RKO. That's another thing, too. I mean, I don't really think it's... I don't know. I, maybe it's too soon that they're putting Orton versus Seth Rollins again. Maybe they should have. They should distance it, distance it I think it especially needs to, after well, that WrestleMania match. I, I don't think you can. I think it needs to happen. There's steam behind that match still. Where That's the thing. There's steam behind it, but you had such a great match that... You have to, no matter what you do, you have to live up to that match because it's so close. If it was a few months down the line, okay, you don't have to, you could have a sub, you could have an average match and get away with it. But because they did so well at the last pay-per-view, being WrestleMania, there's a lot of expectation on it now. And I feel like you may have wanted to distance that a little bit. I, I don't see how that's possible though, but. Yeah, I know. I, I enjoyed seeing Ryback here in this position near the top. Again. Deserves it. Yeah. It's and about time that he get, got that uh, that push, I guess, even though this hasn't really happened yet. I mean, he's but he's sitting there. He's in the, he main evented Monday Night Raw. So yeah, that's it's one of those he's, things where he's been kind of floating since. He's since, being groomed for it. He's been yeah, being groomed for it for a little since, bit. Since basically Survivor Series where he was on Team Cena, he's kind of just been floating there. And then uh, WrestleMania season, he gets entered into the – into yeah. the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And it, it is unfortunate that it's him in this scene and not Dolph Ziggler, though. I'm fine with Ziggler being where Ziggler is because Ziggler's helping the Intercontinental Championship. That's true. Because that's that true. match that him and Daniel Bryan had last week was amazing. That's the thing. But that's also the aspect with the IC Championship that I loved as a kid because you wouldn't have, like... John Cena, you like you wouldn't have Randy Orton and people like that, but you it's would funny have because John Cena is the U.S. champion. Yeah, no, that's why I tried to, but but you have someone with the technical aspects. You start to see a lot more diversity, um, and I'm I'm just a big fan of that scene. Yeah, but during uh, during this match, the Authority made their way ringside, and Roman Reigns went and jumped out onto all of them. And Big Show got up, and uh, or I don't even know if he jumped on Big Show, but Big Show ended up knocking him out right after that. Um, so, I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, so uh, Roman Reigns was taken out of the match towards the end, and Randy Orton grabbed Seth Rollins uh, to get him into the ring. J and J stopped him. Ryback hit them and went right into an RKO. And then right after that, Seth Rollins hit him with the curb stomp. So. Good. Good ending. Uh, it was good enough, I guess. All right. It builds I mean, up. It helps build. It it helps build up the fact that Roman Reigns didn't get his chance to cleanly win. Ryback didn't really get his chance to cleanly win, and Randy uh -huh. Orton kind of just slithered his way in there. And yeah, I see. I see what you're talking about. It just sucks that Randy Orton's in this position because he kind of, to me, looks like he doesn't want to be there. You hear I, all those stories that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and he wants to be a heel. He doesn't want to be this face. So I mean, he's always said that he loves being a heel. He wants to be that heel. But the thing is, they can't have him really as a heel. Or at least not at the time. 
Uh, let's get on to SmackDown. Sound good? Yeah, Daniel Bryan opened up SmackDown and spoke about winning the Intercontinental Championship and how uh, how he'll or how to actually make that championship mean more. So I guess they're going right out in the open and saying that that basically Daniel Bryan won to make it more prestigious. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan's answer to how he'll make it mean more is that he'll be defending it, which he spoke about Monday Night Raw with Dolph Ziggler and how Sheamus attacked them and uh, SmackDown last week, how he was facing Sheamus and all of a sudden got knocked out and he looked. next thing he knew there was blood on his face with Bad News Barrett giving him the bullhammer. Um, Bad News Barrett came out and then Sheamus came out and uh, they made their way down to the ring. So it looks like my wishes are coming true. I think you said you don't think they were going to start tagging up. Or yeah. Maybe, did you? I don't know if you wanted to see that or not. But yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to... I'm, yeah. like, I'm super excited inside mm. to, to see Wade Barrett and Sheamus team up. But I, uh, I, I just think that I would rather see Sheamus on a, his return in the way that... I, I want to see them with uh, single runs. But the, let's be realistic. You have such a large roster. You do have kind of a set core at the top right now. You have your feuds already. You, you might as well put them together and just kind of buy yourself time. Right. So, so it, it does make sense. So they, they made their way down to the ring to uh, attack Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan looked like he was getting ready, getting ready. And then, boom, Ziggler ran down and uh, kind of even the odds there. They said that they should all fight. Or Dolph Ziggler basically said they should fight, and uh, then Big Show randomly came out and sp spoke about how he's also tall. And uh, Roman Reigns came out, even that out, and they all brawled, which I think this opening, even though I still think there should be no Big Show Roman Reigns, this opening was really hot. Mm -hmm. It was, like, I was excited to see this. This was, yeah. this I think was a better opening than Monday Night Raw. I, I agree. And then you kind of kept on that with the match format with having Kid and Cesaro defend their champion. Well, I don't, it may have been title. Yeah, it was non title, I don't think so. Yeah, but even to have Kid and Cesaro versus the New Day, uh, picking up the victory as your opening match, I think that's a pretty good, uh, good, solid way to follow that up. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I said this when we spoke about Monday Night Raw on the New Day. I don't, I, I think I said it. I'm not sure. But I don't know if WWE thought people were going to hate New Day, where where they had them in this in this uh, stable and everything. But I think it's a great thing for New Day that they're actually now kind of turning, turning. I mean, they're they're. I don't think we've ever oh, seen Kofi Kingston be a heel. We've seen them. We do this actually before, though. We've seen we've seen them. I mean, I even mentioned this a few months ago when they first when uh. I think they were going against Usos or someone, and they had like there was a few things that little um, emotions and aspects that they were doing in their promo that I pointed out on the podcast that I was just like it looks like they were showing si signs of uh, heels, like they're like uh, Xavier Woods I think cut a promo and just kind of like he went from a complete he did like a one eighty and Biggie had to like calm him down and then he got back into the, like that gospel uh speaking right so i think it's a long time coming so but uh, that, that's the thing like i don't know if WWE was planning like oh the fans are going to hate this 
Yeah, I, th- I think they were planning. Because sometimes, I don't know if they're as smart as they are, but uh, during the match, at least, the referee was being distracted with Biggie Langston, and Tyson Kidd dropped Kofi into the ropes. At, like a was it like a drop to hold almost, and Cesaro was outside of the ring and hit him with an uppercut, which I thought that was the coolest thing mm-hmm. that I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah, it looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had eight. Uh, I don't know, you yeah, had Neville. Yeah, the victory over Axel. Yeah, before the match, Curtis Axel was out there cutting a promo about Neville, and Curtis Axel was basically saying that his road to Extreme Rules uh, hit a little speed bump two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. So he was asking for his rematch. Neville defeated Curtis Axel, so. Uh, that that rematch didn't really do him any any good, but uh, this match again, Neville Neville is so polished that he's should be he, he like he's it's well deserved that he's already debuted. So yeah, I I agree with you one hundred percent. And I think that just goes to show that I thought that I like this match a lot better than the one that they had on Monday Night Raw with between Curtis Axel and, and Neville. And, yeah. that, and that I think it was just because the energy I was just completely drained from that Lesnar segment, and Byron Saxon had no energy for commentary, so mm-hmm. it's a complete one eighty there. Yeah. Up I next, so. up next, we saw Natalia defeating Alicia Fox, and uh, Cameron was the referee here. And uh, aside from her annoying voice, I think she was actually a pretty decent referee. Yeah, maybe she has a future. I mean, they did have Taryn Terrell as the knockouts referee for a while. Maybe WWE will have a female as a, the Divas referee. Yeah, they used to have that with uh, Jacqueline. She was the female referee at some points. Was she? Yeah, that, that went away, though. But uh, Natalia was clearly a face in this match, which I thought was confusing because the past few weeks, we've kind of been seeing her as a heel. But. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and it's kind of – I still find it crazy that how uh, much of a decline, I guess, uh, Alicia Fox has been in. Meaning what? I mean, like how, how – she overall, her career. Decline as in she was at. Like she had her own storyline, this and that. Yeah, she had the storyline. She even – like she had the championship, and now she's just like – she's just there. Yeah, but uh, – Afterwards, after Natalia picked up the victory, Cameron hit her with a DDT and then hit Alicia Fox with a DDT and then asked for her mirror to look in the mirror, but whatever. Yeah. After that, we saw a promo video with uh, Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan, how Bray Wyatt, I guess, helped Eric Rowan be who he is. And then we saw Bray Wyatt go on to defeat Eric Rowan. Uh, this to me, this was one of those pointless matches. Yeah, I don't understand it because of the um, the history that they have. I feel like it's just I don't get it. Well, I guess I get that it shows dominance from Bray Wyatt, but other than that, I, but really, what does it do for Rowan really? Yeah, it really doesn't do anything. It I mean, just, I feel like he's one of the people that you want to uh, be building up a good amount. Yeah, um, it didn't really it didn't do anything. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the main event, no, 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 no. 
No, you had Miz TV. Yeah, Miz was out there talking about Marine 4, which is, I guess, coming out or is out. And uh, Summer Rae cut him off and said that she thinks that, sh- that Miz means their movie instead of just his movie. And uh, Miz kept talking and basically told her to sit down, which she did. And uh, Miz was talking trash about Mizdow, and Mizdow came down to the ring. And Miz said that he'll forgive Mizdow for everything if he shakes his hand and says that he's sorry. Which Mizdow then shook his hand and said that he was sorry. And then he said that he was sorry that he didn't do this sooner. And then proceeded to knock down Miz and they they brawled a little bit. And uh, Miz escaped the ring and Miz now stood up and kissed Summer Rae. I think it's a a great way to end the match and everything. And I'm happy that Miz Dow is being used like this right now. Yeah. I think it's a great way to end, to continue their feud and kind of uh, bring it to a close a little bit. I just, I, I, like, I mean, it's not coming to, it's coming to a close. Like they're going to have that match and I'm expecting that once they do that, that storyline is going to be done. I still, I don't get why they had that match on Raw, but. Um, this I thought was fine. This I liked. Yeah. This, this was actually something that made sense. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, our main event, we saw Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler and Roman Reigns teaming up to defeat Bad News Barrett, Sheamus, and Big Show. Uh, I thought this match was really good. And I thought it complemented that hot opening. I think that this main event was, again, better than Monday Night Raw's main event. Which is always nice that SmackDown tops Monday Night Raw. Yeah, well, for me at least. I don't know anyone else that listens thought that as well. But I thought Roman Reigns, well, not not even I thought, Roman Reigns was super over here. And I don't mm-hmm. think they were dubbed in cheers because when they showed the crowd, people were standing. Obviously, yeah. they can always show different fake cuts of the crowd, as I've seen in the past. But I mean, they could even probably splice in old... Old uh, clips of fans. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've seen them do that before. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, I I pointed it out where that kid kind of looks like that guy we know. That I don't I recall. Remember. Yeah, but uh, the crowd was really hot for Roman Reigns. But um, last, the, I think the last few minutes of this match was super exciting, where uh, Dolph Ziggler took out Sheamus and then Daniel Bryan took out Big Show. But when Bad News Barrett went to go hit the bullhammer. Boom, ran right into a spear by Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns picked up that victory there. Yes. Yeah, I think hot, that was the perfect. Ending. Yeah, absolutely. Great way to end that match. Yeah. Um, do you want to go into the Beyond the Ring news now or when we get back? Beyond the Ring? I don't know. I couldn't figure out what else to write. You just jump? Outside yeah. the Ring news? Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Is it WWE related? Uh, this Scott Steiner stuff. Might as well talk about it now. It's not, and it's not really WWE related. I mean, it kind of uh, is, but it. Oh, well, with the Hall of Fame wise, we should we should just take a break. Well, what about your list? Um, take a break. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll do the break and then. Okay. So we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is No Fear Mike Mondo, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 218. Make sure that you check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Out. Go follow on Twitter, twitter.com slash Out. 
listen to our episodes at marketnet.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. All right, so let's get on to that Scott Steiner talk. So I guess he was banned from the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, there were rumors, I guess, that there were pictures of Scott Steiner's face posted up by security at the, what was it, SAP Center, whatever it yeah. is, uh, in in California there for the Hall of Fame. Uh, because apparently, it's, according to the report, Scott Steiner went up to Hulk Hogan or Hulk Hogan's wife in an airport and threatened to kill Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's which I guess, which I guess, gets him labeled as a terrorist. Apparently, but didn't he deny this now? Uh, Scott Steiner basically said that. He well, at least from what I read, is that Scott Steiner said that he didn't threaten to kill Hulk Hogan, but he did approach Hulk Hogan's wife in the airport just to talk shit about Hulk Hogan, saying that he shouldn't be the one to induct Macho Man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I, don't, I, don't, I think Steiner's so badass that it's it's Scott Steiner anyway. So it's yeah, like there's not many people that are gonna argue against that that he may have not been the uh, right person to induct him. I mean, Bret Hart was very outspoken about it, too, so... Was he? Yeah, I mean, he didn't threaten to kill anybody, but... What did he say? He said that he doesn't understand why why Hulk Hogan was chosen, because from when him and... I think... I'm almost certain that's what he said, from when the last time him and Savage spoke, uh, they were still on bad terms, so... Yeah. Uh, and I think it was, like, towards the end of Savage's... It was, like, the day before... I don't know if And that's... then uh, miraculously, two days later, after his death, they were fine. But the same thing happened with Ultimate Warrior. It's like, oh, Hulk Hogan's like, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll brush everything under the rug. I won't, I won't uh, take Hulk anything Hogan away. Is a, Hulk Hogan is a, he's, he's a, a politician in the business. He's right. a liar. Yeah, I and, think, well, so is Ultimate Warrior, I think, but. Yeah, but Hulk Whatever. Hogan a little was obviously the better politician, right? Which and, that that goes back to me thinking that whole WrestleMania matches that were supposed to happen, Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. I can't decide which one of them pulled the strings there. Mm-hmm. How both of them say, "Oh, I don't know why that match never took place," and then you got Ric Flair. I don't know why that match never took place, but then it took place in WCW, or whatever. But yeah. But it's that's WCW, and that's not WrestleMania. Yeah, it's so. sketchy. It's weird. Um, besides that, the other outside the ring news, not really outside the ring news, but we have a list to go through. The yeah, eight predictions w- of WrestleMania 32 on WWE.com. And this, I don't know, this is like, this is a far-fetched list. They're fabing us. It's Big not fabing, it's just like, they do this every year, I think. Yeah, they're bullshitting us. Yeah, but number one on their list right here is the Battle of the Billionaires 2, that being Vince McMahon versus Jerry Jones. Yeah, uh, because, no thank you. Well, it's not a no thank you. I mean, it could be a, a good match, as in someone in Vince's corner, someone in, in uh, Jerry Jones's corner. Yeah, but it's been done already. I don't see the... Yes, it's been done, but when was it done? It was done in, what, 2007? Plus, it's not really a... It's not more of a thing like how Donald Trump... I mean, there's a lot of people that don't like the Cowboys. And a lot of people that do like the Cowboys. Right, so a lot of people want to tune in to see Jerry Jones get his head shaved, whether or not he'll get his head shaved or something. So, 
But the thing is, how are you going to portray Vince McMahon? Is he a heel or a face? How do you portray obviously, Jerry obviously Jones? Obviously, Vince McMahon's going to be that heel. But what Jerry about the Jones people that want it? Yeah, but Jerry Jones is in that hometown crowd. Donald Trump was also. But what about us? I yeah, don't but, like. But Jerry I'm saying, Jones. but Donald, <laughs> the Donald Duck, <laughs> Donald Trump was also the face in that match. But nobody. I mean. Not everybody likes Donald Trump. I shouldn't say nobody. Not I everybody. I like I Donald know. I'm Trump. Not, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I don't. There's I, a lot of people out there who don't look at Rosie O'Donnell. I like both of them, but I mean, I think if I had to pick one of them, I would, I would more so go with Rosie O'Donnell just because I think she's really funny. No clue where you brought that in. Well, because they Next. had that whole feud was Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump. But I'm saying, like, some people don't like Donald Trump. Some people don't like Jerry Jones. Some people won't. Vince McMahon is obviously right, right. that natural heel, heel character. Nah. Jerry Next. Jones is going to be in that hometown crowd. So if they have the the right circumstances with the, the right good guy versus the right bad guy, who knows? Next up, you have the NXT Diva will defend the WWE Divas Championship. No, no. In uh, NXT Diva. NXT Diva. Yes. Yeah, so um, who knows? Maybe. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Come, come WrestleMania 32. Maybe, will we have seen one of them at least debut on the main stage? Probably Charlotte. Uh, next, I hope not. I don't want to see her defend any championship at WrestleMania. But up uh, next, we we have uh, Ronda Rousey will compete inside a WWE ring. This I could see. That I could see too, but I don't know. There were also those reports that the match might take place at Hell in a Cell. Because it's going to be at, I think it's in wherever Hell in a Cell is. It's like hometown. I don't think she needs a hometown to compete in front of. Or not even hometown. I don't know what it was, what they said. I don't know. I think that to use Ronda Rousey, it has to be on either SummerSlam or uh, WrestleMania. Preferably WrestleMania, a big show, not at a. I think so too. I think that's a a, big, yeah. a bigger show too. And, and that's me, the thing. I, I I don't see it happening at any other pay per view. If uh, if they were smart, it would be. Uh, it was the Staples Center, by the way. So like Los Angeles is like the big center, epicenter of everything, basically. Oh. But if WWE was smart, they would do. Some sort of Ronda Rousey versus Stephanie McMahon, if that's going to happen at SummerSlam this year, because you had the the segment was hot at WrestleMania t- uh, 31, and MMA is not really legal in New York, so you give a sanctioned match that's half MMA, half pro wrestling. That's, and it's not gonna... that's really full pro wrestling. That's got some pull. That's got some draw to it. Hey, all right. Um, Up next, we have. I just I don't see it being a singles match. I think that it's better to be a tag team match. I think it's one hundred percent better as a tag team and, match. And you have see, the match set I, up I right there: the, Triple H and Stephanie versus yeah. The Rock and Ronda Rousey. And, and, and the entire aspect of the MMA versus pro wrestling, I don't think that ever mixes well. Mixes well. Well, I it's think very rare, it, but, but I do think that where where guys like Ken Shamrock were able to come into the company, very rare. Guys, Brock Lesnar was able to go out of the company and do very it. rare, right? So I think maybe Ronda Rousey could be trained enough to become. But I mean, I she don't has think... backgrounds in judo and stuff, so she's got some moves there. Well, hopefully, it, whatever happens, I'm excited to see where what happens with Ronda Rousey. Uh, and after that, we have on their WWE's list is Kalisto will win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 
I'd um, love that. You have the quote-unquote tallest guy, probably not even quote-unquote. He probably is the tallest guy in the company today. Big Show winning it the year before. You got the smallest guy that's not treated as El Torito or Hornswoggle winning next year. That'd be awesome. That'd be a huge stepping stone for Kalisto if they treated it like it was a huge stepping stone. Agreed. They can't just treat it like it's nothing. Like they did with Cesaro. Like they currently are with Big Show. Right. But um, that's one of those things I don't know if I actually want to see. But I I mean, yeah, I guess he could still be tag team with Sin Cara and have won this, but... I 100% want to say, uh, if Sin Cara, I'm fine with Sin Cara and Kalisto breaking up. But I'm if, I'm fine with, with that this. if it takes it to the next level. Yeah, as long as Kalisto is the one going to the next level, which I think that him winning the Battle Royal will, would be uh, encompass that. And if not, if it doesn't take it to the next level, like Cesaro and, uh, well, Cesaro, how it didn't, I think it would just still be a sign of their aspiration to make Kalisto a... Uh, um, someone big at some point. I don't even know if that's aspirations because you got Vince McMahon on that Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast having had said people like Cesaro were just boring or yeah. whatever. So Who knows? Next up, you have the former Shield members will battle in a triple threat match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Yes, we just had a whole segment how we weren't going to say that word. Yes, you were reading oh, the I'm title. Oh, sorry. I was reading it. <laughs> but, sorry, I was reading that. So, so reread that real quick. Uh, let me go back to it. Uh, the former, the former Shield. Shield members will battle in a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, it. I don't know if I necessarily see that either. Given Dean Ambrose, where Dean Ambrose is, yeah, I Roman think that's Reigns highly at, unlikely. Roman Reigns are at least still building up, so that's still something that could happen. To be in the championship, I just don't see it. And it's one of those things, will Seth Rollins actually be champion at come WrestleMania 32? Where will, but I mean, how are you going to put them in the WWE championship scene? What are you going to do with Randy Orton and these other guys I that are you never, You never know what, I mean, Randy yes. Orton was in the championship scene now. Look where he was at, at this year's WrestleMania. Nah. WrestleMania 30 had the championship match. WrestleMania 31, he was in the mid-card. So yeah, it's, not, it's not such a bad thing. Yeah. It's one of those matches that fans have wanted to see. Wanted to see at this year's WrestleMania. Wanted to see, I think. Really? Yeah, and I think they wanted to see uh, it last year's WrestleMania too. But it's just something that never never happened. Never They never pulled the trigger with that. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin will compete in one more match. Um, WWE, there's those rumors that Vince McMahon wants to make it the biggest WrestleMania of all time. They want to quote unquote sell a hundred thousand tickets, hundred thousand seats. I could see that. Um, that would beat the WrestleMania three record by like completely shattering it. I would say, given the fact that we haven't come close to 93,000. I could see it happening. So, if Stone Cold Steve Austin were to wrestle one more match in Texas at WrestleMania 32, who do we see? The returning CM Punk. Yeah. No, I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, there's. I mean, if, I'll throw that. I'll I'll toss CM Punk in there. You never know. You never know what happens in a year. Yeah. Um, John Cena is the possibility there. 
Uh, having had faced uh, the Rock. Kevin Steen. Yeah. That'd be cool. Do I see that, though? Do you see that really being... I don't know. They... they... Yeah, why not? That I mean, that have that great build-up. I know you reposted that picture that Stone Cold Steve Austin tweeted out. Yeah, why not? There's a great build-up there. I know they... Stone Cold was a huge supporter of Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen did his podcast before when he was still... Well, Kevin, when he was Kevin Steen. Right. So there's that. Uh, there's also that John Cena versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's also the match that everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but uh, I'll say quote-unquote everybody, Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. That match never took place. Oh, thank you. I'm in that, that boat. Uh, although, you know, it would be cool. Just No. It would, I, no, it no. Would, the match, I, I, the I would match, put it up there with another WrestleMania that I wouldn't watch. The match wouldn't be cool. I wouldn't care. The, the names in the match being as big as they are, two of the top. Yeah, it's going gonna, gonna to sell tickets because you want to see those wrestlers wrestle. But it's as a fan, from a as a wrestling fan, to watch the match, I wouldn't want to. Right, uh, and obviously, I mean, it, as of right now, with the whole setup from WrestleMania 31, it should clearly be The Rock versus Triple H. So that's mm-hmm. that in itself, I think, is a draw, a huge draw to sell tickets. Yeah. And uh, if you have Stone Cold Steve Austin compete in a match at WrestleMania, hopefully it'll be putting over a younger talent. Younger talent as in would you, John Cena. Would you, what happens if it was a tag team match that I'm Stone Cold was in? Team. Just because of his neck, his yeah. condition of a neck, if he can't actually put through a full match. What happens if he was in a tag team match with someone? I'm completely fine. If you had like Stone Cold Steve Austin and let's say in a year Sami Zayn's on the main roster. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin and John Cena tagging up to take on Kevin Owens and somebody else. Yeah, maybe that would be cool. John Cena, uh, Stone Cold, kind of defending WWE from a takeover aspect of Kevin Steen and maybe someone else. Yeah, but next up you have a tag team champ. The tag team championships will be defended in a one night only tournament. That's, I do not see that. That's like extremely. Who the heck wrote that? Jeff Laboon wrote that. What? Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The last sentence is with the WWE tag team title picture as competitive as ever. As ever, WrestleMania is due for its first tourney in 28 years. No, like, it is you're gonna not. You're going to have that on the, like, come on. What WrestleMania was that when they had that full tournament? Yeah, I, that was, I thought, I, I going back and watching that, I would, I would hate that. WrestleMania 52, I think. I would hate that. Yeah. I, I, I hated having to see two Randy Orton matches. I'm going to have to sit through a tag team. Even though the tag team, I would have no problem watching multiple matches of Kid and Cesaro, but... The whole WrestleMania? That's not... Uh, you're not going to sell anything with that. That's just something that you do for Raw or exactly. SmackDown. Yeah, right. Exactly. You want to take the last big one? Oh, that's funny because this was the first one. Now they moved it to the last one because this is obviously the one that everybody quote-unquote wants to see. That being Sting versus The Undertaker. Do you see it? <sighs> do I see it? I don't... I really, I don't know. I know Undertaker was with way better shape look this year than last year. Uh, Sting was in Sting shape, as in Sting, as in TNA. We've seen him just wear it without a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's like they WWE has the the poll up right now. Who do you want to see Sting face next? 
You want I to already see a, voted. You want to see I, a rematch I, between Triple H? You want yeah. to see him versus Undertaker, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt, The Rock? I want to see that rematch. Why? Is that like legit? You're not even joking? No, I was completely sarcastic. Oh, well, I voted Undertaker. But that's the thing. Like, do I really want it? That's the thing that we said when we knew Sting was coming in. Yeah, I, I still want to see Undertaker. But you know what? I would also be, if Sting retires in one match, one more match, right? I would be 100% to see a, only a stare down between Undertaker and Sting and the match not happening, like them kind of walking off together. But like Sting versus Bray Wyatt or something. Uh, Sting versus uh, Bray Wyatt or something. That's what I'd much rather see also. Because like when, when we found out Sting was coming to WWE, we said we're not fine with Sting working all these matches unless it's... Putting over the younger. One match to maybe Undertaker versus, versus Sting. Two match Undertaker, uh, Sting versus John Cena or something because Cena is the top dog. And then third match, Sting versus someone to to get put over, a younger talent, like Bray Wyatt, like Seth Rollins. So you had you already had that Triple H versus Sting match, which takes takes away from Undertaker versus Sting or John Cena versus Sting. Yeah. So are there two more matches? Are there one more match? I, I think there's gonna be two, to be honest, but I guess we'll find out. I, like I said, even if they, they just have a stare down together, I am 100% with only that. I, I just want to see some sort of an on-screen interaction between Sting and Undertaker, even if it's not a match. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think next year, Undertaker, that should be the year that he retires since it's in Texas, his home, home state. I think it should be next year that Undertaker retires. Sting doesn't have to retire next year, but I think Undertaker, it's time. And there's still room for Sting to be that general manager in that yeah. slot. So with him, with him, uh, hand, with that handshake to Triple H, and his loss to him, I wouldn't put it past. I could definitely see him moving into that GM role. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, it's a phrase I repeat so. often. Uh, we actually got an email from Beamont and B. Yeah, at MYWC underscore sign guy. Um, yeah. Giving us results for the SWA Revolution presents Hard to the Core, which took place on April 4th, 2015 at the MYWC Sportatorium. Yeah, uh, you had Kono and Absolute Alvin uh, defeating Smiley J. Fabs and Ragdoll. In a secret on a pole match. Ooh, what's Under, the secret? Yeah. We also saw Ricky Richards defeating an SWA training academy student, RJ Daniels. Uh, we also had Lexa Rose attempt to answer an open challenge, but she was attacked by Aria Cadenza. And we both know you don't want to get into Aria Cadenza's way. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no way. Uh, you had an impromptu match, tough Jim Steele taking on Anthony Gangon. Uh, Jim Steele picking up the victory by uh, DQ. We saw the Canadian luchador Nova Scotia take on CJ Antonino in a steel chairs match. Uh, Nova Scotia picked up the victory there. I'm not a big fan of Nova Scotia, not the wrestler, the actual place. I only, I've only been there once. It was freezing cold, and I went to see the Titanic graveyard. Big whoop, right? 
Brandon is shooting right now. <laughs> yeah, how dare they? What, how dare they offer cruise, cruises to Nova Scotia? It was also a colder time, so maybe it was like the winter. No, it wasn't the winter, though. I don't even know. Why was it so cold when I went? I don't know. Maybe it was the winter. It had to have been. Who knows? You had no, the it Latin, was the summer. I don't you know. had the Latin militia defeating Cronus in Nightmare in a kitchen appliances match. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I wonder what was used. Well, you got to watch out for that blender. You got if you break open that plastic part of the blender, that's dangerous. Blender. Yeah, or you don't even have to break it open. That part moves. Uh. They had a heart to heart with Team Energy, which ended with Marty Flames needing to be carried out after chair shots to the back of his head, followed by a pile driver on a steel chair uh, from his tag team partner and childhood best friend Mike Magnum. Yeah, you also had in a best two out of three falls match, the Punkabillies, Bam Bam and Trent Farrell, uh, bested Team Torment, Jason Cross and Jack Gallo. Yeah, I actually uh, I watched that television show that Jason Cross is on. That uh, he, He's on the show Married at First Sight that I watch um, where, where strangers get married. They You don't know each other. All the scientists and doctors match people up and uh, you're there. First thing, and you you gotta get married. And he, Sounds a little bit desperate. It's not desperate. Sounds people a are, little bit. People desperate. are just looking for attention. No, another. Well, I don't know. Maybe attention, but a way he, to get exposure I, of their Twitter handle and who they are. I don't think they never they never show their Twitter handles or anything. But mm. he he was on the show, and uh, his wife is hot. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, in the main event, we saw the Grim Reefer. Uh, make Johnny Malloy tap out and uh, false count anywhere match. We see a new pride champion there in uh, the Grim Reefer. Yeah. So congratulations to the Grim Reefer. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Thank you to B Mountain B for sending those into us. And speaking of Grim Reefer, yeah. Um, the MYWC Sportatorium will host MYWC April Rain next Saturday, April 18th, bell time 7 p.m. Uh, Grim Reefer will actually be there taking on Tony Mamaluke of the FBI. Yeah, this is actually going to be part of the Fusion Tournament qualifying matches. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that match for the qualifying matches, you're also going to be having J-Ro taking on the product, David Starr. Yeah, we're also going to be seeing Angelo Andrews taking on Rick Cataldo. You'll I also guess that's ha- not these aren't fusion t- uh, tournament. No, matches. no, those are yeah. The only two fusion matches that they've announced was the J Road David Starr and Grimry for Tony Mama Luke. Right. Uh, in tag team action, you're going to have Man of Steel Mike Verna teaming up with the indestructible Joe Attell to take on Alvin Alvarez and Ultimo Maya. We're also going to be seeing JT Kaysen taking on Braden Knight. Finally getting his yeah. uh, hands on him. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, I think it's safe to say that after the actions of Braden Knight and uh, TJ Marconi, I think we're both pulling for JT Kaysen on this one. Yeah, and uh, in an interesting match for the Starlet Championship, we will be seeing the champion Sammy Pickles defend the title against J-Red. It's not yeah, something it's, you see too often there. I think it's safe to say that J-Red may be in a little bit of a pickle jar. Oh, huh? I see what you did there. 
I, I think you could just say in a pickle. I don't think anybody. Th- does. I, I don't I, think anybody I don't, goes I don't like as far to actually though. say in a pickle jar. Yeah, but I, in a it, pickle, people are in a jam. They're not in a in a jar. Yeah, but who's in an actual pickle? Is anyone in a jelly? I don't know. Who's uh, listening to me? Is, Am <laughs> I even here? Do horses have? Do horses have? Socks? What is it? Shoes? <laughs> I'll tell have, you who is that have, damn Sasquatch. If they have, if they have horse shoes, are there any horse have, socks? Yeah. <laughs> botching, uh, botching, really Madison quotes. Yeah, I'll tell you um, who. Don't. We're allowed to say that botchmania, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, if Curtis Axel can say Axelmania, I don't see why. Yeah, anyone that's... can't say botchmania. I mean, I could say DVR mania or well, watch it. You cross it water out. mania or something. I mean, I just being crazy. I mean, yeah, crazy, crazy mania, but which that's is how funny because that's <laughs> crazy and mania. They go hand in hand, kind of. Talking about crazy, yeah, whatever. The tag team championships are going to be on the line. Milk chocolate will defend against. Who knows? Yes. We don't know yet. We will find but out. But excited to find out. The Fusion Championship. Oh, I think I know who. Oh. Like, I think that they're going to be defending. My prediction is I'm going to go with, let's see, Flawless and Lawless. Oh, Flawless and Lawless. Yes. yes. Both of them don't have matches here. No, and uh, they teamed up at the last event. So yeah. I think it's going to be a defense against Flawless and Lawless. Uh, the Fusion Championship is on the line. We will be seeing the champion, Mr. No Fear, Mike Mondo, who you heard Mister. earlier. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I like, I don't know. Give people their credit. Versus Mr. Greek God, <laughs> Papadon. <laughs> so uh, we'll see Mike Mondo taking on Papadon there for the Fusion Championship. Yeah, you're also going to be having tag team action. Stockade and Casanova Valentine taking on. The NYWC champion himself, Mr. Big, Big o. o, Mr. Big <laughs> O, and he, he's going to be teaming up with Mr. Anthony Lacera. Yeah. So make sure that you go check out NYWC at nywcwrestling.com, April eighteenth, Deer Park, New York. <laughs> that was good, I, dude. I thought you were going to say something else when you said Deer Park. I don't even know why. I felt like you, you were telling me off the air. No, it's not even like anything bad. I just like I had no idea what you were going to say. What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were just like mumbling over where you're like dear. <laughs> I was like what? And then I was like oh dear park. That's like funny. it froze in my head, and I was like oh he's just saying dear park. Uh... <laughs> yeah. But uh, tickets, general admissions only twenty bucks. Front row tickets twenty five bucks. Check it out. April rain, NYWC Sportatorium, Saturday, April eighteenth. Woo. And uh, should we say, really, that's going to get you to laugh? That's so awkward. Why is that awkward? Because you're just like, woo! And it's silent. <laughs> and it's complete silence well, to introduce the shameless, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs, yeah. Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Professional wrestling! <sighs> no, you don't get to do that, caveman. Uh-huh. Stop. But it's my was... shameless plugs. Yeah, okay. but I wanted to do the whole monster truck. All right, because you were going to shamelessly plug the following people from this past week. So, so should we like redo it? I mean, you could. All right, thank you to the following people for blood. Oh, dang it, not going to work. Just go follow John over at Mister John Faust. 
Sinner at Sinner40. Bmont to be at NYWC underscore sign guy at President Bits. Jasmine at Reverse NM Saj. And Christopher over at Pure underscore Genius. Go follow all of them. Thank you very much for your follow, for your promoting, and for your loyalty. And that's all I got to say about that. Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Brandon's shout-outs gonna make you pregnant. That's right, my shout-outs. And uh, so soon after an anti-shout-out, uh, I mean, so soon after a shout-out, this is going to get an anti-shout-out. <laughs> Are you going to just give yourself an anti-shout-out right now? No, 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 no. No, because I gave myself an anti-shout-out last time or whatever. It wasn't a shout-out. I don't know if I've ever gotten a shout-out. I'm probably sure I have. but um, Yeah, you have because but, you made a mistake. No, no, that's an anti-shout-out if I make a mistake. Yeah, what did you just say? This is getting an anti-shout-out. I said so. They they got a shout out, and so soon after, it's getting an anti shout out now. Okay. And I'm talking about WW2K15 because all of a sudden, Alberto Del Rio's signs are no longer in the game. CM Punk's signs are all in the game, so that fuels a fire. That I mean, our our conspiracy. Yeah, CM Punk is definitely a work for the simple fact that why are CM Punk signs all in the game still, but. Alberto Del Rio, who was also uh, released, no, no signs. All of a sudden, they get taken out of the game with an update. Are you kidding me? How's Is that even? Stereos? Yeah, Razor's still in there, but I don't, I don't think they have a, they, they haven't had a release really. That I mean, you had the, the Ultimate Warrior pack, but I don't even know when these signs got taken out. It makes no sense. How are they allowed to do that? Very interesting. Like I'm fine with them going in and 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 redoing uh, Sami Zayn's entrance or uh, Adrian Neville's entrance, which also kind of sucks because I was using Adrian Neville's entrance as a created one of the created wrestlers' entrance, a part of his. So Yeah, that, been, would, that would really annoy me. Would have been nice if you guys just let it go in as uh, Sami Zayn 2 and Adrian Neville 2 uh, instead of just taking it out and yeah, there's no leaving no trace. I'm fine with them changing the Bo Dallas's after match after match winning animation to running around the ring like he normally did, but just to take Alberto Del Rio's signs out of the game and leave no trace of it, mm-hmm. I don't understand that at all. And uh, for that, you get an anti shout out. Uh, next is a shout out going to Enzo Amore. What up? I had no clue what his background was before getting signed to WWE until I read it online. Really? And you only found out about all this recently? Yeah. How did I even come to find that out? I I don't I, – I saw the video a while ago, but that's only because I was like – he just got signed and he – or whatever, and I was promoting like like the new sign, people that signed. And I think I went on YouTube and I found that video of him. I was very – I had no clue what his background was, and I was – I was uh, kind of surprised. Yeah, I, I thought it, I thought for sure he was like an indie worker or something. Or, no, he has no wrestling background. But yeah, it's pretty cool to find out that uh, since he was a, I, what was it, fourteen years old, training at a gym in uh, was it Jersey? I assume. Um, maybe, maybe not. 
But I, training, I training I since he was that old at what was it DeFranco's gym, and then yeah. all of a sudden Triple H, Triple H started being a workout buddy there. Not a workout buddy, but friends with the the gym owner, and started to work out there maybe. And uh, Enzo cut this whole promo video together of him working out and talking on the mic, basically. Yeah, I had the owner pass the video to Triple H. If he thought it was good enough. And the owner obviously thought it was good enough. And he said, you're going to be getting a call from Triple H. Triple H called him and rest is history. Bada bing, bada boom. Coolest dude in the room. And it's cool that he's realist, using... Realist. realist. dude, right. Sorry, realist. Wow. And it's cool that he's using... He's using catchphrases that he currently uses. Yeah, it's funny. This video was up was uploaded in 2012, so it may have been taken in 2011. And he was still referring to himself as the realist dude. Yeah. So and then I go check it. Go check it out. I think it's under Eric Anthony. Yeah. Um, EA. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Anthony. So so go go YouTube it, and it's actually pretty interesting to watch. And even more of a crazy fact I had no clue was the fact that him and Big Cass apparently knew each other. Unless that's a work, I don't know. That they played basketball together when they were kids, and then. All of a sudden, they they didn't reunite until NXT. So if that's that, that I I can I kind of see that being at work. If it's not though, that's that's a uh, interesting and cool. Big yeah, Cass is, Big Cass is from Queens, right over the bridge, basically, Hackensack, New Jersey. So I still think that there's I think I think he's going to be a big star. Big Cass. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big star in the WWE. Oh, is he weren't that being that he's six foot ten. I was gonna say, and, oh, so you weren't talking about Enzo. No, no, no. I, I think Enzo's gonna be good, but I think Big Cast is going to be a main event there. Well like six uh, foot six foot ten, there's he's pretty much got it all. I think he's gonna be good. Yeah. I mean he's not bad now. No, no, but I think he's going to be in the top uh top names. Yeah. And uh last but not least is a birthday shout out going to Chris, former host of Marking Out, the godfather of Marking Out, as you would say, or as anyone would say. Or as he would say. Yeah, as he would say. <laughs> uh, his birthday is next Friday, so you guys can all wish him a happy birthday on Twitter. I don't know if he even uses Twitter anymore, but at Chris Sweendog, at CYN Band, carve your niche, carve your niche, sorry. And uh, yeah, just wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, you I, can actually. I feel like he always complained that his birthday never got enough uh, attention on the show, right? I, yeah, you can actually uh, check out Coffee Your Niche over on May twenty sixth, my birthday. Uh, you can go check them out on. See, my this birthday, is this is a birthday a birthday shout out to Chris, and you're taking yeah. it over. With all well, I'm putting him over right yeah, now. Yeah, but you're but, like, oh, on oh, my birthday. Hey, at least I pronounced his band's name correctly. You would always call it Carve Your Niche. Until I correct myself, and now I know it's Carve Your Niche. Yeah, so I was just accidentally thinking and thinking I wanted to say Carve Your Cupcake. Instead, I said Carve Your Niche. niche. Well, so. there you go. It's Carve Your Niche. And you can go see the May 26th at Soul Sounds in Sayville, New York. There's a, su a suggested donation of $5, 8 p.m., all ages, uh, welcome. Go check them out. Carve Your Niche. Uh, you can also go check them out, Facebook.com. Slash, uh, slash, carve your niche. At least I know that it's slash. <laughs> no? <laughs> well played. Screw you, yeah. So. <laughs> well played, but, that's funny. 
Sayville, Sayville's pretty, uh, not far out there. It's kind of dead center, Long Island. It's uh, Suffolk County. But uh, it's definitely a nice area. Definitely uh, probably a nice area to go check out a show. That's where Melissa Joan Hart's actually from. There you go. <laughs> New uh, follower for... Yeah, who knew she was a pro wrestling fan? Yeah, right? That's pretty um, cool. in, in addition to that, you can also go check out Chris's uh, production company over at facebook.com slash cmsvideo. So if you're looking to shoot maybe a potential music video, if you're looking to put together a commercial for your wrestling promotion, or uh, maybe even a, um, a demo reel, get in touch with CMS Video on Facebook, and you never know what could happen. So, yeah. so happy birthday to Chris. Yes, happy early for birthday. For next week, yes. Um, and now it's time to move on to our... I had to laugh because I didn't think we started sounding uh, in tune. moment of the week. That's that, right. Yeah, that was really crazy though that we, we actually started harmonizing there maybe. Yeah, uh, we should try that more often. Yeah, but uh, our mark out moment of the week time, what do you got for me? I know what you have actually. Oh, yeah, you do. PWG, the preview for Don't Sweat the Technique came out this week. The DVD that every pro wrestling fan should be checking out. You can see their preview on the YouTube channel. Uh, both me and Chris just flipped out over this. What wasn't this like last week's also? I whenever PWG comes out, you know that it's going to be a mock-out moment for myself and Chris. My only gripe um, though is how many double knee stomps or whatever can you have? Yeah, there was a lot of double knee stomps, but the thing is like. There was just an unbelievable uh, her Karana done by I think it was uh, um, who was it, was it Andrew Mike? Everett. Oh, Everett. I, I was gonna say Mike Bailey. Is that somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that he's the guy the with the tattoos? Yeah, yeah, he's the one that you liked. Except uh, for those super fast kicks, I didn't like that. But yeah, there's, I mean, a, there's you, a lot of stuff on this uh, on this trailer that was just like, damn, that's yeah, awesome. It's just wow. I liked uh, Johnny Silver doing the double suplex that he does. Oh, I'm starting to think. I think it was Ricochet on Everett. And yeah, that Johnny Silver stuff. Um, yeah, you have Biff Music versus Brian Cage. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey versus Trevor Lee. World's Cutest Tag Team versus the Beaver Boys. You got a, in, they got the lollipop in the mouth? That sucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tommy N versus Chris Hero. ACH versus Tommaso Ciampa. Love Gun, Chris Sabin and Matt Seidel versus Monster Mafia. Josh Alexander, Ethan Page. Andrew Everett versus Ricochet, and in your title match, you have the PWG champ Roderick Strong defending against Zack Sabre Jr., and Zack Sabre Jr., these reversals and everything that he was pulling out technically were so technically sound in this. Uh, yeah, his it was so it was so quick and and so to the point where it was it it was mind blowing. Yeah. He, would, he would get get everybody in that that armbar submission or whatever, and it was so like inter, interesting ways to get them into the position. Yeah, the, like he would just armbar it, and it was just it was such the transition of it, it was all. it was quick and precise is what I was trying to say before. Yeah, which, which so, wasn't coming out of my mouth. No, so and you know it's really good when Brandon praises it pretty hard. Um, pretty but, hard. Well, well a lot, like a lot. Uh, but go go check out ProWrestlingGorilla.com. 
and go check out this preview of the DVD, and you'll definitely agree with marking out over what you're going to witness. When do the Beaver? I mean, when do uh, Team Tremendous make their debut there? They already debuted. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they already debuted, but against Trent and um, maybe Rocky Romero, or that was Ring of Honor. Um, I, I think that they already debuted. But they are going to be at the next event, the tournament that they had, the DDT4 tournament. Okay. Um, they're going to be teaming up in there. So you're going to have the Beaver Boys returning, Team Tremendous. No, I am right. Team Tremendous did, uh, didn't make their debut yet. Yeah, see, so you're not to, right. <laughs> no, I had to correct Chris then. Chris told me that they made their debut already. So I had to correct him on that. Maybe he meant, maybe he thought you were talking about Beaver Boys. Yeah, he may have been mentioning, thinking Beaver Boys. Yeah. Um, so go check it out. Go check out PWG. Go support them. Wait, so is it going to be oh, yeah, Team well, Tremendous well, versus Trent and Romero? Oh, uh, they don't have that... the ma- they don't have the matches announced yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but... I think he I think he may have been thinking about another promotion. I know what he's talking about, but I'm not too sure with what. Yeah. Well. So um what do you, what about you? Do you have any uh uh not not really, aside from uh WWE Shop now releasing that Axel Mania shirt. Yeah, so go purchase your very own Axel yeah. Mania t-shirt. I'll definitely wait for that to go on sale. There you go. I could have I I hate WWE Shop. They they have like good promos deals and then all of a sudden they don't have any good shirts. If they had the they had a buy one get one free shirt deal the other day, I would have 100% got the Bray Wyatt one that looks like me. And uh, this Kurt Axelmania shirt, but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. So that is our episode. Yes, that's our show this week, episode two eighteen in the books. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Marking Out. You can tell all your friends to follow us, your family, your enemies. Uh, you can follow me personally on Twitter at bttg161 where you can see me tweet about concerts I go to and movies that I watch that have random cameos by Kurt Angle. Very random. Yeah, very random indeed. Uh, You could follow Dave on Twitter if you feel like just getting your following count up. Yeah, why why not? Underscore M-O. And uh, just be sure to leave us questions and comments, and we'll give you answers, and we'll read it on air. Can you call yeah, us and if on you, air? If you, if you are a musician or you're in a band and you want to be uh, have us play your music on our podcast, please send us an email at uh, markingout1 at gmail.com. Make sure you hit up our Facebook page, facebook.com slash markingout. Rate, subscribe to us, and comment. Uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and... And also, um, if you're up at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. ever, turn on the radio and listen. Go through the dial and try and find a talk radio show because they are so out there. Yeah. I was... As of late, I've been listening to late, late, like late, late night radio. And the conversations that these people have are ridiculously absurd. You know what? I'm going to add something before we get off the air, but happy birthday to referee Corey Price. Yeah. Um, His birthday was this past week. Yes, Mr. Referee Corey Price. 
Yeah, had he's, his birthday. Yeah, he referee of PWS, MYWC, CZW, WXWC4, FBW, WSU, FSW, The Sanctuary, and on and on and on, all across the East Coast. I don't FSW? Yep. I don't think so. Book him. Book him. That's it. Yep. Book him uh, to be your referee. He is our referee of choice, and he should be yours as well. Yeah, and definitely check out Pro Wrestling Tees, where you can pick up his uh, T-shirt. Yeah, arrive, raise hand, leave. My artwork on his T-shirt. She's put yourself over when we're promoting it. If I really wanted to put myself over, I would say that one month later from his birthday is my birthday. But I don't want to tell people. But that it's I'm also really. It, what day is that? Come on. Yeah. The day David stole from me forever. The day yeah. his bar mitzvah where he the promised me. The day I me, became a man. He promised me a sunny action figure and gave it away to somebody else. Well, I it's guess that's. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. All right. So go follow uh, Corey Price on Twitter at ref Corey Price and book him. For sure, and buy the T-shirt. Yeah, if you want to book him, you could uh, email him or hit him up on Twitter. You could uh, hit us up, email us. We'll take bookings for him. Yeah, we'll we'll be the manager for him. Yeah, we'll, well. and so, we, we wish you, wish you the. the oh, you're e. not gonna do oh, it. Okay, ready. Three, the. Oh, I was counting down. What counting right. down? Three, two, one. Yeah, to you get just gotta to say two. that we wish you. The, the best, best of, of luck in your future endeavors. endeavors. Have a wonderful week.